The Patchwork Feminist is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media's groups, podcasts, and other student work on garnetmedia.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Patchwork Feminist. I'm your host, Kayla King. And I'm Ariel Merriweather. And I hope everyone is having a good start of 2022. You know, well, yeah, I'm gonna call this the start of 2022 because I don't know what January was. Also, happy Black History Month. Yes. The only thing January was was long. That's literally it. extremely long like I've seen people on Twitter saying January flew by baby where because I felt like I went through six months in one month yeah no it took forever for February to get here and now it's already the second like gonna be the third right and February is only 28 days so I just know this month is actually about to fly by for real exactly Black History Month the only month to fly by (laughs) yeah and something about that is off-putting but that's a different conversation for a different day okay Um, But on today's episode, we actually have like a lot to cover. We're going to talk about um, the Lauren Smith Fields situation. We're going to talk about like just the sex overlie sexualization of Black girls and like the hypersexualization of young Black girls, especially. So I don't know where should we get started with this conversation because it is a lot to unpack. I really would love to start with the Lauren Smith Fields situation because I had seen a lot on social media, but it wasn't until we, you know, decided to talk about it on this episode that I really did some deep diving. And girl, like, this is a lot. Like, this is a lot. Yeah, it is. And I didn't first start hearing about it until like a month later. So when I started hearing about it and started reading about it, I was, and I saw that she died in December I was like why didn't I why am I just finding out about this a whole month later you know exactly and you know I feel like the most shocking part to me I mean obviously it was shocking that she passed away and that the police you know was very racially insensitive to the family and the situation altogether. But I was also really um, surprised to find out that the man who she went on the date with from Bumble, his name is redacted from all police reports and all reports that the family doesn't even know his name and they're keeping him private, like they're protecting him in a way. And I was really shocked to read that when I was looking into um this case yeah that's definitely weird that they're redacting not like mentioning that's actually it's, it's, I feel for the family yeah because this is the last person that their daughter their friend their loved one was with and they don't even know who that person was like that's just so unsettling for the family and I really do pray for their healing and I pray that they get justice and the answers that they deserve it's just I'm tired of it. Like, I'm tired of Black people dying so early. I'm tired of us not living our lives to the fullest. I'm tired of, especially Black women, like, our deaths being hidden. I'm tired of, like, 
the slow process of justice like it's it's daunting it's tiring it's exhausting and it's just sad like it just transparently speaking it just makes you not have hope for the future honestly exactly and heavy on the black women because I feel like a lot of the times we we really push and we really you know um put black men to the forefront and there are just so many situations and so many unknown names and so many hidden cases of black women going missing and black women dying black women being killed and it just being overlooked because they are black women and I really feel like it's time to change that now and I really commend people our age for being so involved and being so adamant about this situation getting some justice and her family getting some justice which is the most important thing yeah and like i can't i do not remember um the white i think white tiktoker's name but i know her first name was gabby like when she went missing i kid you not i got at least eight reports a day from different news outlet about update on her investigation the fbi got involved in everything and it's just like, why can't Lauren get the same? Yeah, her name was Gabby Patillo, and she was the she was the white girl who went missing with her boyfriend. They were on a on a trip, I think it was. And yeah, I remember in my um, journalism class, we were talking about her at least every time we met, every time we came to class. Just Gabby Patillo you know, what do you guys think? How do you guys feel about the situation? And people felt so strongly about it. And then this semester, um, we're talking, we, um, our professor brought up Lawrence Fields and people were just so quiet. Like I, one girl asked, who is that? And I was like, wow, like, really? Wow. And you know, the crazy thing about it, like I was just, I was reading about like, this whole fiasco this unfortunate tragic situation and like the one of the main reasons that like the police department is like now doing more on the investigative side is because cardi b had to like get on their ass about it and it's just like why do you need someone a celebrity to tell you to do your job you know Exactly. And it's and in, and it wasn't enough for them to be contacting with the family every day and to see how much it's hurting them to have a family member of theirs, their daughter, their sister, their cousin pass away with uh, no explanation of what happened to her. It's, it wasn't enough for them to see how much it was affecting the family. They had to see it from a celebrity, someone who the family doesn't even know, who the police don't even know or talk to. And that's the sad part. It is extremely sad. And like, I've been on TikTok and her friends are posting videos of her. And it's just like, Lauren was one of us, you know, like she was an everyday black girl trying to figure out her life, just like the rest of us. Like, and it's just so crazy. Like she's so young, has so much potential, didn't even like it's just I'm I'm lost words. Um, I'm it's lost extremely words. it's extremely sad too. Like you said, she was young and trying to figure out life. Like 
just like we are. She was on a dating app, just like most people our age are. And she was just really just living her life, trying to figure things out. And for this to happen to her and for it to happen to her and receive so little attention and for her family to receive so little respect is really sad. She deserves way more. Black women deserve way more. Exactly. And it's not getting near enough media attention for me at all. Like, not at all. Like, when Gabby Petito went missing, like, I kid you not. Like, that was nonstop on the news. Kind of get it off the air. And this young Black girl, Black woman goes missing. We don't even know who the last person she was with. We don't know the identity of the last person she was with. Like, there's just so much we don't know about this whole situation. And it's it's unsettling. It really is. Like, I would think I read something and they were like, the police didn't interview him or question him because he seemed like a nice man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is that not illegal? <laughs> like, an investigative protocol? Like, he seemed like a nice guy, so we're just gonna be like, okay, like, you know, never mind, we should leave him alone. Like, what? No. Another thing I also noticed while I was looking this up, like, there's very little television coverage on it. Like, if you look it up online, like ABC News and New York Times and CNN, they write short articles about it and post it to their sites and their apps and their websites and their Instagram pages and their Twitter pages. But there's no live coverage on the situation it's just that it's it's like nobody wants to talk about it everybody wants to post about it and news stations and companies pro to pretend that they care but they're not really doing anything about it they're not putting it in the forefront like they would gabby patillo or another white woman right and you know what also has been like kind of blowing my mind like the victim blaming like it's like people are blaming her for dying. People are like, oh, well, she shouldn't have been out with this man who's like not even her age. And it's just like, first of all, what she does is none of our business. Two, how does that justify someone dying? Yeah, I saw that too. A lot of people were judging her. Well, this actually goes into another topic we're going to talk about. I saw on TikTok or yeah, I think it was on TikTok. I saw people judging her for her pictures that she had posted to her social media and just like look how she's dressed and all this kinds of stuff as if they were trying to make it seem like she she asked for this to happen to her like a black woman can't exist and be beautiful and live their life the way they want to without being hurt or harmed like it was somehow her fault exactly and that also like brings me up another thing like that pertains to this like larger conversation that we're going to have today is ironically I saw this on TikTok like people would try to confine and put black women in a box and when they realize that we're not to be boxed in then they get mad then they try to justify all the bad things that have happened to us then they try to make it seem like everything that has happened is our fault and it's just like no, like we can't be put in a box. Like there's no monolith to being black. There's no monolith to being a black woman. Like I, it's, it's so crazy to me, especially like people commenting about like what she was posting on Instagram. It's like, 
white people and non-black people of color will literally do the same exact thing, steal our style, our hairstyles, like everything, and get praised for it. Exactly. And that, I feel like, is a really good segue into our other conversation about sexualizing little Black girls. Um, I feel like the host, like you were saying, like, they'll steal our culture or our way, the way that we look, and they'll be praised for it or appreciated for it. Um, I feel like there's such a standard, a high standard that the world holds Black women to that we didn't actually be held to. Like, little Black, little white girls are allowed to, well, their hair naturally, they, they are allowed to wear their hair straight, have straight hair, you know, wear short shorts in the summer, wear makeup, you know, red nails, and that's just a little white girl that's a child. But if a Black girl was had her hair straight, had a silk press, and she had colored nails, or she had on shorts, or even if she wore a bathing suit to the beach, that she would be considered fast, or she'd be considered grown. And they don't get eat up for it like we do. And that's just so unfair. I feel like little Black girls should be able to be little Black girls and to be able to be children and enjoy their childhood without being sexualized for it. No, literally, like, Little black girls do not have the privilege of just existing, just being, or just being kids. And, you know, it's crazy enough. I have a niece, she's five years old and, you know, she's on TikTok and whatnot, but like with her and one thing I love about her and one thing I love about her mom, like her mom just lets her be like, she's exploring different hair colors. Like she's just being a kid. And I just love that for her. I love that for her too, because so many times we hear the narrative of girls, little black girls where their hair are long or straight, that they're fast. Cause black grown black women love calling little girls fast. Like she's fast because she got her hair long, she's fast because she got red nails, she's fast because she wearing makeup. And I feel like grown women use language like fast and grown, not not only for jealousy, which is a whole nother conversation. But I feel like grown and fast is also like rape apologist language. Like it's used to hold children responsible for other people's actions. Like little girls should be able to be little black girls without grown men preying on them, which is where this all stems from anyway. And adultifying them makes them feel like they can never be themselves around men who should be able to control themselves. Exactly. Like I... I had this conversation with my mother like a while back and we were just talking about like things of the past and whatnot. I was like, why is it a young black girl's responsibility to, you know, not wear long hair, not wear long nails, like cover up and whatnot? Why are grown men looking at little black girls? You're a grown man, sir. Predatorial. That's giving predator advice. Like, why are you at your grown age looking as someone who could potentially be your child. Exactly. And that stems into so many things because I can remember growing up, if I wanted to spend the night or have a sleepover with a friend, um, my family had to know if they had 
men living in the house, like a brother or a father. And it was like, don't wear short shorts over there. And I never understood that because first of all, a grown man shouldn't be looking at a child anyways. Yeah, like we need to stop projecting this narrative on little black girls and start teaching these men how to be better men because it's not us it's them like heavy on that like we the like you said like blaming the victim we should never have to change who we are to keep a like keep a predator feeling safe you know what I mean that shouldn't that should never be the case and little girls shouldn't have to go through the talk of how to dress and what to wear and men and their sons shouldn't just be allowed to just live life and never have that talk of how to treat women and you know what I mean it's just so unfair and it's such a double standard that women have to conform to men who can't control themselves exactly and I feel like this what I'm about to say like goes into a deeper conversation but I feel like a lot of the older black generation loves protecting rapists and predators that's the issue they like that's protecting the, that's these rapists issue. and predators that's the big issue like and especially like the people who support predators in mainstream media like R. Kelly, for example, and people, lots of older black people called those little girls fast and grown and nobody blamed him for being the grown man who's a predator and preyed on little black girls. It was always them. They were always the fast ones. They were always the grown ones. Yes. And it's just like, do you not have any sympathy for these girls? Because that could have easily been your daughter. Exactly. They never think about that, though. They don't. They always, they're always quick to judge people until it's one of theirs. And then it's like, oh, now I get it. But by at that time, it's too late. Exactly. And I mean, I feel like if you try to bring that up with older Black people who are stuck in their ways, they're just like, oh, you know how it is. Like, no, I don't know how it is. And if that was the way it is, it's time for that to change. Like, it's, it's time for that to go away. It is. And that's why I, I, I really love this upcoming generation of Black women. Like, we're just, we're not taking no more BS. The narratives, the stereotypes, the projections, like, yeah, no, like, we're, like, I just love that for us. Like, I love that we're changing the narrative of just what it is to be a Black woman. And we're starting to see, like, different kinds of Black women. Like, I love seeing Black one, the luxury Black woman. I love seeing the nine to five base, the corporate base, you know, just the average regular day Black girl, the weird Black girl. I, I love it all. The Black girl that works in the club, like, I just love it so much. And that's part of the reason why I love USC or I love BUSC more specifically because there are so many different types of Black women and they're also supportive and they all help each other out and they all thrive equally and I just really I honestly really love that for us I love that for us as Black women especially because we can really do anything and we can succeed at anything and we can thrive at anything 
and that we can also can we talk about like how the older generation of black women like you mentioned earlier are definitely they're definitely jealous 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 that word's gonna kick my ass anywho y'all know what i mean of these new the new generation of black girls like it's getting bitter and it's so crazy it's crazy to me because a lot of these older black women they teach their daughters to be better than them and to learn from the mistakes that they have made and now that they're doing it it's a problem mostly because older black women are usually jealous of their daughters or their nieces or and things like that because you're right once they do teach them to be better and they start to do better than them they feel threatened and I don't feel like they should feel threatened. They should feel proud that they have raised and nurtured and brought up little black girls who are now black women who can now fend for themselves and succeed by themselves. And like you said, become that luxury black woman. They should be proud and happy and full of joy for them. But they're not. They're bitter. They are. And also, I feel like a lot of it is projection as well, too, because a lot of older Black women have a lot of underlying issues and deep rooted traumas that they've never healed from or even talked about. So there is a lot of projection as well, too. Lots of projection. And a lot of the times they're also dissatisfied with their own lives. Like they start to compare Like, once they have raised up that daughter that's, you know, doing better than them, they start to just feel like, why didn't my life turn out that way? Or why is her life turning out that way and mine hasn't? And so a lot of times, Black moms will start to put their children down, put their daughters down, put down a Black woman and create not only low self-esteem within themselves, but now in their daughters. No, exactly. And then this is also like brings me um brings another point in my head. I just feel like now, like there's nobody protecting black women, but besides black women, like we literally have nobody else but ourselves. I honestly agree. And I feel like our generation is doing a a pretty good job of holding e- holding each other accountable, keeping each other uplifted. And honestly, I'm here for it. Like, I feel like our generation is doing a lot of deep inner work within ourselves and giving other Black women the chance and the leeway to also be successful and to also feel good about themselves and to uplift other black women after them I just feel like the way that generations before us you know treat black women is it's really terrible and I also remember when I think it was on Twitter I saw it I'm not sure but like Monique where she was talking about black women going outside in bonnets and stuff like that She's it's, it's not giving support. It's not giving support at all. Like it, I, I, I hated that era. I really did. She's so annoying. Like, and there were people agreeing her. Like, you do this, and I don't care. Like, I don't know. I think, I think that's also like in the mentality that I've adapted. Because I'll be honest, if I'm going to the grocery store, 
I'm putting on the closest thing I can find and I'm going about my day because at the end of the day, I know how I look right now is not a reflection of who I am. It's not a reflection of my abilities and all that. So I don't care. Exactly. And the main part of her argument was Black women wearing bonnets in the airport. First of all, babe, if I'm going to the airport and I'm going to be on a five plus hour flight, and I'm probably, if I'm on a flight, I'm probably going on vacation. I'm probably going out somewhere. And I just got my hair done. I'm gonna put this bonnet on and y'all gonna see it. Right. It's just like, girl, it's the airport. Nobody going to the White House. If we're going to the airport, like you about to, everybody's about to be slumped on the plane. Like, why would you not want to be comfortable at the airport? Nobody's really looking at us like that. And the, but no, the crazy part is everybody is looking at us like that because we're black women. And anything we do, like we're born in the airport, is getting judged. And that's sad. That true. It's it's so sad because, like I said earlier, we just can't exist. We just can't be like. Why do we? Why why do we have to have these standards that, like you said, nobody asks for put on us because they don't uphold these same standards to other women. They don't. And it's sad because I know as a black woman, I know I am. And I know other black women are just so tired of the expectation, so tired of having to look and speak and be perfect 24-7 or be who the world thinks we are 24-7. And it's exhausting. Yeah, it's draining because it's just like, no matter what you'll do, you never, you'll never satisfy these people who are putting on these unrealistic expectations on Black women. Like, they'll never be satisfied. So at this point, do what you want. Always do what you want. And one thing about me, I'm going to do what I want. Because as a Black woman, I understand that there are always going to be people out there that'll have something to say about what you're doing. But at the end of the day, I feel like being a Black woman is one of the most beautiful things on earth. We are some of the most beautiful people on earth. And we should live in that. Honestly, every day we should live in that. Live in the fact that we can do anything, can be anything. We should. And just not only are we like the most beautiful people on the earth, we're also very powerful, like our influence, our impact like this country would not be if it wasn't for us like a lot of these things that we have now if it wasn't for black women y'all wouldn't have it to be honest and like there's just so much power in that and I want all black women to feel the power that they have like the black that you're the fact that you're a black woman says a lot like And I want, and I can't wait for every Black woman to realize that and live in their power. I honestly can't wait to raise a little Black girl into an amazing Black woman. I feel like that is going to be such an empowering experience because after being the one in my family to try my hardest to break generational curses and live in the fact that I am a powerful, wonderful, and beautiful Black woman, I feel like by the time I am ready to have children, I'm going to be so excited and so ready to raise a little Black girl who can live in her power, live in her Blackness, and love herself exactly the way she is, 
and not care about the expectations and the rules and the stereotypes that the world puts on her. Yes, like if I decide to have kids, like I would love to have a daughter. Like I, like you said, I having a black daughter, that'd be so cool. Like I was telling someone like, I would hate for some of these men to try and cross my daughter because it's going to be terrible for them because my daughter's not going to take anything from anyone. Like she's just going to be, she's just going to have an aura to her. Like she's going to love herself. She's going to live in her blackness. Like she's going to be that girl. Exactly. She's going to be that girl. And if it just so happens that I raise a little black boy, I'm going to raise him the same way to live his power and to realize that black women, like, I know this sounds like really stereotypical, but black women are queens. I'm going to raise my son to believe that and to think that way and to treat black women accordingly. Yes, if I have a son, my son will literally worship the ground that Black woman walks on. Literally. Exactly, exactly. And and I know that because I really want to have a household that models that. Like, I would like to have a husband that models that, that love for Black women. And I feel like raising a child that way, raising a son that way would be amazing. It would be an experience. I'm so excited. It will be, but um, do you have anything else to add? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I kind of feel like this is one of my favorite episodes. Like, I know we only recorded two so far, but I feel like this one's going to be my favorite. Like, this is such a topic I feel so strongly about. I just want little Black girls to be able to live as little Black girls and to be able to wear their hair straight and to be able to wear the clothes they want without going on dates on Bumble and being killed or assaulted or feeling like they can't be who they are and they have to assimilate when they're around men. I just, that's something I feel so strongly about and I'm so glad we got to talk about it. I agree. Like, I just really want every Black girl out there to just be that girl. Like, don't let what's don't let society expectations hold you down like don't listen to any of that be you create your own narrative love on your fellow black sisters and yeah exactly especially if you're already a black woman all you gotta do is live in that all you gotta do is live in the fact that you are a black woman and that you are beautiful and that you are the standard it's over with for everybody once you start believing that No, literally, once you conceptualize in your mind that you are the standard, it's really over for everyone. Like, there's just a certain confidence that you have. Like, you're untouchable at that point. Exactly. And I hope all the Black women listening can, are living in that or can start to live in that. Because once you do, it's it's over. Everybody better watch out. No, literally, but I, I enjoyed this conversation. I really did. I'm glad we had this Me time. Me too, yes. But other than that, yeah, that's all for this episode, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed. I hope you all can take something away from this. And yeah, we'll be back with another topic episode soon. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.